2: And good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program. On this day after the run for the Roses, the Kentucky Derby, we welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, home base Sports Talk, 1400 a.m., where the sun is shining, the sky is blue, and the wind's out there. It's a little windy out here, that's for sure, in Vegas, but it's a beautiful day here. And uh, after all of the derby action in Louisville, it decided to rain in the evening. But it was a beautiful, at least a day without rain yesterday in Louisville. As far as today around the country, up and down the Pacific Coast, up and down the Atlantic Coast, and in the Gulf Coast, it's all clear. And the only uh, weather really is over the state of Ohio right now. But we reflect on what happened yesterday in the Kentucky Derby. With uh, 363 days, 7 hours, 47 minutes, and 6 seconds to go until the 150th derby. But what a derby it was yesterday. Uh, Surrounded by a lot of things and controversy that was happening in the last 72 hours before the race. They got the race off. And how it went was this. Mage comes from 15th place under jockey javier castellano to take the run for the roses beating at two fills by a length and angel of empire the actual race favorite at the post time of four dollars and six cents to a dollar finishing third but this race was uh, really a tale of two two races really because the early pace was hot and fast this time believe it or not when we look back and, and think about who might have the lead in the race, and then you have all uh, at least four horses going for the uh, the the for the lead going into the first turn, it became a real speed duel. The first fraction was twenty-two point three five. The half mile forty-five seventy-three. That was carved out by Verifying, Jace's Road, King's Barn, and Reincarnate. They were all up there in the cluster. Leading the pack, while Mage was 15th in the field, beating only three horses by the time they went by the stands the first time. But then, as they hit the three-quarter mile pole and the mile at the top of the stretch, the speedsters succumbed to a three-quarter time of 110.11, and the mile time of 136.06 set the stage and the table for the closers. And here they came. Mage. Mage. And Angel of Empire, Disarm, was making his way between horses. And even the Japanese horse, Dermas Soragare, was hitting his best ride. And Hit Show, who broke from the rail, was moving on the outside. But in the end, through the final 16th of a mile, it came down to two Phil's and Mage battling for the lead. And when they hit the wire, Mage win, wins it for Javier Castellano. Congratulations to Javier Castellano, who uh, if, I'm sure, if you... Uh, Made it to one of our seminars. We were talking about uh, Castellano having the worst record in the Kentucky Derby of the jockeys that were in the Derby. He has raced in it 15 times without a victory, but he got the elusive first win in the Kentucky Derby and his 16th ride aboard Mage yesterday in the $3 million race. you got to give a lot of kudos to a horse called Two Phils who battled not only close to the lead, he was fifth right behind all those pace setters early. So he was part of those early fractions. And he was the only one out of the first flight to stick around and he was a uh, he was hard to get by for, for Mage. I mean, in the stretch they were stride for stride way into the sixteenth pole before Mage kinda eked out the win. Two fills held second though over Angel of Empire who finished third. As we said, Disarm was fourth, Hitcho was fifth, Derma Sodogati. Uh, finished 6th. Tappet Trice was 7th. Rays Kane finished 8th. Rocket Can finished ninth. Confidence Game was 10th. Sun Thunder 11th. Mandarin Hero was 12th. Reincarnate, part of that speed flight, finished 13th ahead of King's Barn, another one of the setters who finished 14th. King Russell was 15th. Verifying part of that speed duel finished 16th. Jace's Road, who was part of that speed for a while, finished 17th, and Cyclone Mischief was 18th and final in the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby. Time Finishing time was 2.01.57, and uh, what a great, great story for its connections. Its trainer, trainer Gustavo Delgado, which, by the way, uh, Delgado uh, was a... Uh, a champion uh, trainer in his uh, homeland in Valenzuela. Uh, he uh, won the, I believe, the Valenzuelan Triple Crown a couple of times. Uh, Delgado uh, uh, training the winner there, Mage. And what a fantastic win it was. $32.42 for the win there. I can tell you this, that on our show on Thursday, sports, uh, the sports book director at the South Point, Chris Andrews, Correctly tabbed Mage as his pick in the Kentucky Derby. So, congratulations to Chris. But what a day it was, that's for sure. And now we move on to looking towards the Preakness stakes coming up. And uh, this morning it was reported that the Derby winner came out of the race fine and he was uh, eating up good and all that good stuff there. And certainly we'll uh, wait and see if he goes on to the Preakness looking for a triple crown, the only horse now. Uh, to to have a chance at a Triple Crown this year. What a day it was of racing, though, as far as it was, and the weekend, at Churchill Downs. Betting on the Kentucky Derby this year established, again, a record. The Kentucky Derby itself was bet $180,160,000 plus in the race. An enormous surge, they said, in wagering in the straight pools. And you could tell by the odds that the straight pools, a lot of the horses were getting... Uh, bet. There was no ninety nine to one shot in this Kentucky Derby, that's for sure. Overall betting on the Derby was up six point eight percent compared to last year's record. Uh approximately uh eleven million eleven point four million dollars, and betting on the win play show pool was up eighteen percent, thirteen point eight million. Uh but the uh, Kentucky Derby Day record of one hundred eighty point one six million. Wow what a day it was off of a record of the Kentucky Oaks that had a great day, a record day of a handle there as well. On the other side of the coin, uh, Churchill Downs and the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission are going to have to deal with the, the immense amount of breakdowns and deaths of horses that raced on that racetrack since opening last Tuesday. Seven horses have now been euthanized. As a result of racing over the track at uh, Churchill Downs, two of them broke down yesterday during the races. And uh, that news not only made all of the uh, racing news establishments, but it also made Fox News, uh, the Fox News Network, and the CNN News Network yesterday. So there's going to be some uh, fallout coming out at Churchill Downs, that's for sure, after. The two big weekends, but uh, don't take anything away from Mage. What a con- what a great win it was in, in yesterday's Kentucky Derby. Other big races yesterday. We'll wrap it up, and then we'll go to our first break. You had uh, the, Ol- the Old Forrester Turf won by Up to the Mark. A Todd Pletcher trainee paying $7.26 for the win. The Churchill Down Stakes won by Cody's Wish, trained by Bill Mott. And what a consistent horse this is. Cody's Wish, not only a a great story behind the horse itself and the ownership there, but this horse is 5-for-5 at Churchill Downs, has never lost at Churchill. Cody's Wish with Junior Alvarado paid $3.44. Other winners, the American Turf won by Web Slinger. Javier Castellano aboard for Mark Cassie. That was an upsetter at $47.34. The Pat Day Mile won by General Jim. Louis Sayez for Shug McGee, twelve dollars four cents. The Twin Spire Sprint won by No Balls. Now here's a horse, trained by La- Larry Rivelli, and uh, ridden by uh, Corrales. This horse is a gelding, and his name, No Balls. I'll leave it at that. He paid seventy-eight dollars and forty cents. If you could have put the hunch bet connection together in the Twin Spires sprint on the turf. The next go won by Zozos for Brad Cox and Florent Garot at nine forty, And the uh, Churchill Distaff won by Fluffy Sox, Ired Ortiz Jr., Chad Brown, the trainer, $11.90. And the uh, first of the stakes races on the day, the Derby City Distaff won by Matt Teria, and Pratt. That was already uh, Pratt's second win of the day. It was just four races into the Churchill card yesterday, paying $12.12. But what a day of racing it was at Churchill. All right, we're going to take our first break. We're going to come back with some comments uh, from John Lendo, Jonathan Ardoon, Rich Ang, and uh, Jerry Jackowitz as well as we do this Kentucky Derby wrap-up show. And all I can say is we want to thank all those people who packed the grand ballroom at the South Point yesterday. It was full. The big grand ballroom full yesterday with people that are having fun and betting uh, the Kentucky Derby and watching it in the viewing party. We want to thank all of you very much for that.
0: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? <laughs> South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Later from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show
2: as i said i do want to thank everybody that came out to not only the seminar on friday night at the south point in the View lounge but uh, came back yesterday to fill up that huge huge grand ballroom i mean the place was full and everybody was having a good time etc they had uh, the hat contest they had a photo booth that you could take a photo in front of the uh, churchill downs uh, background it was a uh, really nice a great touch by all that's for sure and of course uh, our handicappers john lendo and jonathan dardun were with us as well john lendo is in transit back to california but john i know that you pulled aside of the road to have a, spend a few minutes with us today your thoughts in uh, now this morning after the kentucky derby
1: good morning ralph and first of all yeah thank you to everybody else who came out a lot of people stopped by and said hello in the ballroom yesterday and you know they were catching tickets to some of the radio horses so that was good too but uh overall in the derby uh you gotta tip your hat to mage i mean off a gut-wrenching loss in the florida derby you know he really had to work hard that day he came back and a and, uh, lightly raced horse he had every reason to regress instead he moved forward and he got left to the start again in the kentucky derby and that's usually a death sentence but uh, he worked his way through the field after being 14th early and was just very game down the stretch. And Javier Castellano gets his very first derby win. This is a guy, Castellano, who was kind of dead in the water for a couple of years ago and kind of uh, re-energized that career last year, built up his business again, and now he's he's won a derby. So congratulations to them. I thought uh, the, the horse coming off the synthetic two pills was, was huge for second. Angel Harlerman, his race, he was getting to the, the top two. He was third, and uh, the horse I picked in the race, the uh, you know German Sotogaki, he he got he got left at the start, hit the gate, and didn't have a lot of things to go right. But I thought he ran really well to run six. So. Overall, I thought it was a, a good race, and I want to see who comes back now for the preps.
2: You know, this is a great story uh, for the uh, for a smaller outfit too. But Delgado is a four time Valenzuela uh, Triple Crown winning trainer in his own right, and he said he was very happy to win the Kentucky Derby. No kidding, that's for sure. And of course, as you say, Castellano got the. Uh, the monkey off his back with his final 16th win there. And I uh, agree with you wholeheartedly. I think the horse that ran as big as Mage in defeat was the uh, two fills who attended that early pace with all the other pace horses. And he was the only one hanging around that Mage had to get by. And it, it was a tough get by, too. I mean, Mage was, uh, you know, working hard to get by uh, two fills, that's for sure.
1: Just just a great race. And Gareth Love, Loveberry ran second in his very first Derby Mount on two fills. Uh, Larry Ravelli, who pulled that upset with no balls earlier in the card, he almost had a career day, and uh, nothing wrong running second in the Kentucky Derby.
2: Not even a question. Over 150,000, 150,000, at at uh, Churchill Downs, and I can tell you, had to be at least a 1,000 people in the uh, grand ballroom at the uh, South Point yesterday, because that place was full, and they were enjoying themselves.
1: Wasn't that fun? And you know, I, I want to compliment the South Point, not because we were doing things there, but... You know, you could get a hot dog up there for two bucks. The the, the the adult beverages were very cheap. All the snacks, they had everything priced so people could come in there and have a good time and play the races. And you know what? A thousand people showed up, so maybe they're doing something right.
2: Uh, yeah, uh, their hot dog was about maybe eighteen dollars less than the one you got at uh, Churchill Downs, that's for <laughs> sure. But in any case, uh, you know, and that that nice little touch they had in the corner—the the the thing where you could take pictures in front of a background of Churchill Downs—that uh, was a nice touch uh, they did there.
1: Yeah, my wife and I took a picture, and we we've got it with us. I they're pretty cool, and, uh, you know, it, it was free, no charge for that also, and uh-huh. just a nice little souvenir that day. Hey, we had a derby party, and uh, we'll show that to our friends when we get back to California.
2: Now, you know, with uh, Brad Cox and Todd Pletcher, Bob Baffert, who wasn't there, but these guys all all get those high-priced, well-bred horses in those sales rings at Keeneland, et cetera. But here's a horse, uh, you know, a mage, costs $290,000 at public auction and uh, wins the Kentucky Derby. Good story. Yes.
1: Oh yeah, you know, Gustavo Delgado. They'll never be able to take that away from him. Congratulations to those connections.
2: And John, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to keep you too long because I know you're on the side of the road making your way back to S- Southern California. But you are right. Uh, you had quite a few uh, people who listened to the show that came by and uh, thanked you so much for the winner that you gave on the show yesterday at Santa Anita in the second race, Balde- uh, Bal- Baladi. Bilotti paid fourteen dollars and twenty cents, and I know that uh, gentleman came by with a nice, really hefty ticket to win on that to congratulate you yesterday.
1: Well, it's, it's nice to see, you, and you know, people do listen to your show, Ralph.
2: All right, well, my man, I just wanted—I you know, want you to drive safe on the way home. But those folks out there know there's racing at Santa Anita today, and they know that there's a lender report available at the South Point today for Santa Anita that has all the races, plus, of course, the suggested late pick four. And so we'll uh, let you part uh, the week here with a winner for the race day listeners and uh, wish you safe travel on the rest of the way home.
1: All right, let's go to the seventh race today at Santa Anita, Ralph. And the seventh, number nine, fast buck, this has come down the hillside turf sprint at Santa Anita last two starts. He's not effective down the hill, but he's very good on the flat turf sprint course, and that's what he gets today. Six furlongs on the flat. He draws the outside. He's the speed of the field. I think he'll clear this group. And an eight one on the morning line. There's value here. So race number seven, number eight, fast buck at San Anita.
2: It's uh, number nine, fast buck. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you said you said the nine in the first place. Okay. In the seventh race, number nine, fast buck. Boy, we'll try to hope he has a fast win, so we can make a fast buck. In the seventh race, number nine. Uh, John Lindo's playoff of that nice $14 winner yesterday at Santa Anita. Don't forget, you can get the rest of the Lindo Report for Santa Anita right now at the South Point Racebook. John, you and Jonathan did a yeoman's job all weekend long. We celebrated the uh, Kentucky Derby with uh, a whole bunch of our fans, and uh, we're much appreciative for that and the South Point for hosting it.
1: No, thanks to you. Thanks to Steve at South Point and everybody who came out. And uh, let's do it again sometime.
2: All right. You got it, my man. Get back on the road. Stay safe on the way home. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right.
1: Thanks, Ralph. Good luck today.
2: All right. You got it, my man. We're going to go to a break. And when we come back, we'll give you the menu of racetracks available today. Do a, a little bit of a wrap-up of some of the other things that happened yesterday. It was closing day at Oaklawn Park and Turf Paradise. And they had a huge, huge uh, pick six carryover that had to be distributed with a mandatory payoff at turf paradise yesterday and uh, we'll also tell you what happened in that pick six at churchill downs don't go away want to bet your favorite
0: horse but can't make it to the race book south point casino's race book has the answer
2: Alright, back on race day for this Kentucky Derby Rap Show on this Sunday. Beautiful day in our neighborhood. By the way, just in case you're interested in all of the uh all of the uh payoffs there at uh, Churchill and there were uh there were tons of them, believe me folks. Uh we've got uh the fifty cent pick five in the uh derby. If I can get this thing to work here. Okay, let me see if I can get, there we go. Uh, The 50-cent pick five in the uh, Kentucky Derby paid, wow, it's all over the place. There are tons and tons of uh, payoffs uh, in the Kentucky Derby, but the uh, payoff uh, was $5,208. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to check that, but I'll give you the pick six for sure. All right, the uh, pick six at uh, at uh, Churchill Downs, and and you can tell by the earlier uh, payoffs that we gave you about how uh, there were plenty of long shots in the pick six sequence, but in the uh, pick six, and there were several of them, but the twenty cent pick six jackpot at uh, Churchill Downs for twenty cents, the win paid one million ninety four thousand two hundred thirty two dollars and twelve cents. Now the total pool in there was two million four hundred fifty dollars and eighty five cents. So that computes to two winners in the uh, pick six jackpot yesterday, uh a must uh, giveaway yesterday at uh, Churchill Downs. So uh wow, that was something else. Uh the pick five uh total pool was uh Five thousand two hundred eight, five million two dollars cents. Five million two hundred eight thousand and nine hundred seventy five dollars. That was the total pool. The uh, fifty cent pick five ending with uh, the Kentucky Derby paid seventeen thousand five hundred thirty eight dollars and nine cents. Mm. Okay. All right, now uh, we'll, I'm going to give you a, a couple of quick uh, results from yesterday, and then we'll go to the menu and get to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. It was closing day yesterday at Oaklawn Park, and they had a couple of nice stakes races. The Lake Hamilton won by Skelly, uh, two dollars and eighty cents for uh, R- Ricardo Santana, and in the Arkansas Breeders' Stakes, uh, the winner there, Willow Creek Road with Eduardo Gallardo uh, paying $37.60. And, of course, uh, Christian Torres wound up as the leading jockey there. He had two wins on the card yesterday, along with Gallardo, Quiñones and Castellano. Uh, at uh, Belmont Park yesterday, three stakes races. The Elusive Quality won by Anaconda, paying $5.50. The Fort Marcy won by Ottoman Fleet, uh, paying $4.00 even. And the ruffian won by the champagne, paying seventeen dollars even at Belmont. Turf Paradise had that huge, huge, uh, multi-hundreds of thousands of dollar uh, carryover in the uh, pick six at Turf Paradise on its closing day. Here were the winners' prices in the pick six: six twenty, three even, nineteen forty, two sixty, four eighty, and four sixty. So the pick six with that big hundreds of thousands of dollars in carryovers paid $240.18, $240.18. Finally, at Santa Anita, talk about Churchill Downs and big payoffs. Check this out. Nobody had the six and the pick six at Santa Anita yesterday. The fives paid $1,266.90. But there was a $110.40 upset winner in the 10th race that caused all this havoc, Kuara. Won the tenth and paid one hundred and ten dollars and forty cents. The early, uh, the late pick five at Santa Anita. The late pick five at Santa Anita, seven dollars even, seven dollars even again, seventeen sixty, one hundred and ten forty, and eighteen twenty. That fifty cent pick five at Santa Anita yesterday paid eighty six thousand sixty two dollars and ninety cents. And again, we want to thank John Lindo for that winner in the second race. And also Jerry J for a reverse uh, selection win in the third race yesterday at uh, Santa Anita. All right, time to go to the menu quick today, and then we'll get to Jonathan Ardoon. Here's the menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Center's racetracks around the country. First post times we broadcast on the show are that of the Pacific Time Zone. So if you're listening here in Las Vegas... These will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. If you're listening uh, on our websites, race dot global. On your iPhones or your Androids with your uh, phone app, KSHB phone app, or podcasting, however, wherever, whenever. First post times are Pacific. If you're not in Pacific time, do to adjust to it. Don't want you to miss anything like, of course, I miss mom and dad. All right? Here's the menu for today. We begin with Laurel Park. Laurel Park has eight races. Their first post time is 925. at Laurel Park today. Uh, Next up comes uh, Gulfstream Park. Now, Gulfstream Park has nine races. Their feature is the Monroe Stakes. That'll be the eighth race on the card. And Gulfstream Park has a pick-six jackpot carryover, the rainbow jackpot carryover, standing at $339,562 at Gulfstream. Belmont Park. Nine races today at Belmont, and uh, they say it's sunny, 62 degrees, track, fast, And the turf courses are firm. Widener Turf Course will host races 3, 6, and 9. The Inner Turf Course races 1, 4, and 8. And a couple of stakes races, the $175,000 Bogey at a mile and 16th will be the third race on the card on the Widener Turf Course, where the favorite there at 5 to 2 is marketing segmentation with Ired Ortiz Jr. Later on... The license fee stakes is the ninth and final race on the Widener Turf Course, fillies and mares, four-year-olds and up at six furlongs. And in the uh, 10-horse field before any scratches, you got the uh, three-to-one favorite at Star Divine. Star Divine is the three-to-one favorite also with Ired Ortiz Jr. in the race. And uh, the only scratch in that race is the one-horse Spun Glass. So number one, Spun Glass is out of the ninth. And by the way, up in the earlier uh, bogey stakes in the third race you have the scratch of number five california queen first post time at belmont park today is at 10 a.m woodbine is next woodbine has a first post time of eight races at 10 10 10 10 they have a super high five jackpot carryover $35,752 Louisiana Downs has 8 races their first post time is 12.05 at Louisiana Downs Hawthorne Racecourse has 8 races with a super high 5 jackpot carryover 44,144 first post time 12.30 we get to Santa Anita with the first post time today of one o'clock for their nine races. Their feature race is the Singletary Stakes, which will be the third race on the card, at a mile and an eighth on the turf for three-year-olds. Six go to the post in that one, and the two-to-one favorite there is Mi Hermano Ramon uh, with Umberto Rispoli. That's the one horse in the third. First post time at Santa Anita again one o'clock this afternoon at Santa Anita today. Their pick six jackpot carryover. Eighteen thousand five hundred eighty dollars, and then we uh, have Golden Gate. Golden Gate Pick Six jackpot carryover thirty-three thousand five thirty-nine. Eight races, first post time one fifteen. Wrapping up with Los Alamitos in Southern California. <clears throat> Los Al has a Pick Six pool starting at ten thousand dollars. You know they seed the Pick Six pool on Sunday, so it's ten grand sitting in their Pick Six already. It's a regular Pick Six too. Ten races, one-third red, five-mixed breed, four-quarter horses. First post time is at 6 p.m. at Los Al this evening. That wraps up your day-after-Kentucky Derby menu of racetracks. And now we're going to go to Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, good morning.
3: Good morning, Ralph. I think... They should imply a new rule that the day after Breeders' Cup and the day after Derby, <laughs> no racing, close it down, shut our, Shut everything off, and
2: sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, You know, on big days like that, you can go to bed at the same time as you do on any other given Saturday night, but all of the energy and all of the anticipation that you expend yeah. throughout the day just wears you out.
3: It's crazy, i and even to go look up results, you know you were talking about all the results, oh please counting there are twenty six different twenty six different payouts at the end of the that's not counting one place and show, just you know. <laughs> Crazy pet. 26 different pets. The only way to find out what you did is check your account balance the next morning.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was kind of hard, me, uh, going through this because they have them all in one place. Nothing's highlighted. So you have to go kind of go through them. And, like, for example, I'm looking for the pick six jackpot payoff, and there are two other pick sixes. I, I, the yeah yeah I know you know and, <laughs> and you're going which when well, you think pick
3: five, yeah you're thinking to yourself pick five. it's crazy
2: yeah right? it is it is but uh, nevertheless we got it out as uh, jagged as it was we got it out that's for sure well what do you think of Mage well
3: Mage's Mage was impressive you know he. he For career start number four or five to run that good, that's pretty good. Listen, there were only a couple of horses in the race really had excuses, like Dermis Sotagaki. He was totally eliminated at the start, and he still ran great to run six. The horse that ran second, two fills, who I thought had zero chance, you know, based on the big performance he had on Tapita last time out. He ran lights out. He was pressed every step of the way, and, and he was still there at the end. But uh, for the most part, a cleanly run race, and let's see who's going to move on to the Preakness. I'm sure there'll be a bunch of new shooters, and maybe we'll even see Forte back by then.
1: Yeah,
2: I mean, uh, because Forte just had a bruise. It wasn't like it was something really serious. Uh, And certainly uh, we we would expect him to show up in the Preakness stakes, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, Mage, uh, I think uh, he and uh, Justify and... uh, I think maybe one other horse is the only three horses in history in the Kentucky Derby to go in and win the Kentucky Derby off of three lifetime starts.
3: Yeah, He was very similar, Ralph. If you remember Tyba last year, the Baffert, uh yacht team, or whoever trained the horse, here, uh-huh. he won three races and jumped right into the Derby. He also went off about 15 to 1, and he was highly regarded because the Santa Anita Derby, when he had, was huge. Mage ran second to Forte in their last race in, in Florida. So they were kind of similar. They were both were the same price. The only difference is Mage won and Tyba didn't.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was... Uh... And uh, yesterday, with all the anticipation of people trying to figure out who would uh, take the lead and how fast it would go, that was a pretty fast Kentucky Derby.
3: Yeah, well, we, that always happens. Whenever no speed, no speed, no speed, all of a sudden, seven guys decide they want the lead. You know, so <laughs> especially in an eighteen-horse field, you know, they're not going to be sitting back and waiting. It's just not going to happen. And I and, saw, uh, you know,
2: I saw a tweet from a guy who who simplified this whole thing out. He said, "All you had to do is bet the horse who finished second to uh, Forte, because Forte wasn't in the race."
3: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I thought of that, (laughs) right? Because I liked Forte. Yeah. By the way, congratulations to Javier Castellano. Yeah. As a matter of fact, at the seminar on Friday night, which was great, you pointed out that he was the longest, well, guy without a win or something. He was over fifteen going in. Over fifteen. He's a good guy in the game and. uh, He's well-respected in the jocks room, so congratulations.
2: And you could tell he was happy. As a matter of fact, he told a story after the race. He said he was in the jocks room getting ready to, you know, get his silks on and go out uh, for the uh, Kentucky Derby. And he was watching the NBC Sports Television broadcast feed. And he said they made mention on the feed while he was watching it, showing he was o for fifteen in the Derby. <laughs> and he said that served as a little bit more motivation for him.
3: A locker room uh, speech, you know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it but, was great.
2: Yeah, the locker room, uh, you know, uh, postings. But, yeah, yeah, that always works. Newt
3: Rockney, you're gonna get him. Go get him. There but
2: uh, well, here it here it is. He joins regret in 1915. Big Brown in 2008 and Justify in 2018 as the only Derby winners who had only three prior starts before their Derby win. Mage, Justify, and Apollo back in 1882 are the only horses to win the Derby without having raced as two-year-olds. So uh, he joins a very elusive, uh, exclusive club too. Uh, and now we'll have to see. Uh, you know, he, I saw uh, some postings that he was doing fine this morning, e- eating up his, uh, you know, his morning. Uh, breakfast there, and um, but his, his connections were not committal to the uh, Preakness after the race, were they?
3: Well, he's, he's a small-framed horse, they say. I don't know. He's not a big horse. Uh, to me, all horses look pretty big anyway, but they said, you know, maybe it's Uh, Just too much on him, but listen, if you have an opportunity at the Triple Crown, you gotta take it. You can rest after that race, but you know, it's gonna be close, it's two weeks away, and if he's physically not big enough, you know, to handle it, who knows what they 're going to do but let 's see what happens
2: yeah and Jonathan, you know as well as I do. You might say that right after the derby because you 're enjoying the derby and the the roses smell you're beautiful getting... and all that but uh, let 's say let's let 's say that you get around Thursday now, and you know the folks at uh, Pimlico and all those folks there, in, including the TV people that want him in the Preakness for their ratings for TV are going to start making phone calls and suggestions that uh, he should uh, you know try for a triple crown and if the horse if the horse is right and feeling good and all that stuff there's no reason why they shouldn't try for it but the you know the horse comes first and uh, we're going to start dealing with that particular problem in Churchill Downs now that the derby is over with the the breakdowns uh, that happened there in a short period of time and certainly uh, horses that we euthanized two more yesterday during the Kentucky Derby card And you know they got to address it because it's now made the national news, and Fox News and CNN both reported on that yesterday.
3: Yeah, when they lead their lead story is two horses break down on Derby Day, and they don't talk about the Derby, that's not good, and that's certainly not good for the game. And you're right, now they're going to be overly cautious. That's. It's not good, Ralph. You know, you got to draw a line. There are always injuries, whether it be football, baseball, or horse racing. The problem is when you have seven breakdowns in seven days of racing, wow. it's not good.
2: No. Uh, you know all the heat that, that uh, Santa Anita or and Del Mar took uh, when uh, they, yeah. had, they had those series of breakdowns. Uh, most people in the business knows that most of these horses are are treated better than a lot of human beings, really. I mean, uh, the people who care for them love what they do. The people who own them have vested interest in there and all of that. They want to do what's best for the horse, that's for sure. But in any uh, athletic competition, there's going to be injuries because that's just part of being, uh, you know, the athletes in in sports competition. Horses are no different. And it it seems like in horse racing it happens in in rashes you know it it just happens in like bunches that bring a uh, really a focus on it but uh, we'll wait and see what happens there now i uh, don't have any knowledge of of uh, any reasoning behind it as handicappers we speculate that's for sure but a lot of people were talking about maybe the turf course the new turf course they put in there a couple of years ago isn't all its cracked up to be And uh, maybe the main course was a little tweaked too fast for, uh, you know, the times. What do you think?
3: Well, it could be obviously any of those uh, situations. We don't know. We're not privy to what's going on. But things happen. The problem is, it's like you say, Ralph, when it happens, it seems to happen in bunches. You know, if one horse breaks down, okay. But then when you get two and three, you know four and five are coming. You know, that's the problem. What I do do. What I do, what I will say is I urge anybody that gets an opportunity to go to the backside on a tram tour or whatever it is. They do it at Delmar, They do it at Saratoga. Mm -hmm. They take you to the backside, and you got to see how well these horses are treated and taken care of. They're like rock stars, whether it's a 10-claimer or a million-dollar horse. They all eat the same. They're bathe the same. They're treated the same you know and people get a bad idea because you're getting reports uh, you know you shouldn't always believe what you see on the news and everything else experience it for yourself and make your own decision
2: i think the one good thing if there's any good thing about this particular situation at churchill was how the news uh, and the uh, the broadcast itself uh, emphasized and had uh, you know had footage of the uh, Kentucky Horse Racing Commission veteran, a veterinarian, looking over uh, Forte before the scratch. I mean, he went through an excruciating examination, and that just tells you that these pre-race examinations aren't just, uh, you know, rubber stamps that these guys really look, uh, try to look under the hood, so to speak.
3: Sometimes too much because uh, you know uh, uh, Clutcher and Rapoli had their own vets there and they gave them the green light to go. Yeah, you know, but with everything going on at, at uh, Churchill, you knew they were going to be overly cautious. And listen, in the one in a thousand chances that something could go wrong, they couldn't afford to take the chance.
2: No, and uh, they they err on the caution. Of safety, and you can't really blame them for that. That's for sure. Let me ask you this now: uh, How many of this field, that uh, well, there were 18 in the Kentucky Derby. How many do you think go on to the uh, to the Preakness Stakes, uh, along with Mage?
3: I don't think you'll see more than three, possibly four. I know the Cox horses are leaning towards staying home for the most part. Angel of Empire may go, but the other three are going to be out Uh because Cox has other horses that he was pointing for the pre... You know, when you have a barn that's loaded, (laughs) you go to the bench, you bring in the next superstar. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, you can afford to do that. But, like, if you're a one-horse stable... Like uh, one shot at it, like Mage is going to get, I would be shocked if he didn't go. So.
2: All right. Well, well, we'll wait and see. And, of course, in, in ensuing days, we'll get more of the intentions of those who raced in the Derby and, and uh, those who are waiting in wait at uh, Pimlico for the second jewel of the Triple Crown, which uh, will be two weeks from yesterday. Uh, my My... Got to ask you about the, uh, you know, the Japanese hearse, Dermasodagati. Sodagati. Yeah, which, by the way, uh, had a bad start again. He he broke 14th, but he made a big move, and then he kind of, I don't know if he hung or just, uh, you know, hit the bottom of the tank with the the bad start and the big uh, sweeping move to try to get into contention. Do you think uh, they'll uh, go to the Preakness?
3: I think he's going home from what I hear. But oh, okay. listen, he ran great Ralph. He was elim- he was literally eliminated at yeah. the start and to overcome all that and finish sixth. He was only beaten about six and a half lengths or whatever. He lost that much uh out of the gate, I think, and uh he really would have been the first horse from Dubai and the first Japanese horse, and uh, they'll have to wait. But believe me, it's not long before they win a race.
2: Yeah, uh, they're they're sitting on a Javier Castellano, uh, you know, record right now, but it'll,
3: it'll, <laughs> right. It'll, it'll change like it did with
2: him as well. So congratulations to Javier for getting that elusive win. All right, well, we do have racing after the Kentucky Derby, Virginia, and it is today. And uh, you have a, t- a couple of sheets. You got a handicapping sheet for Belmont and San. Anita, so what say you for today?
3: Let's go to Belmont Race 6. By the way, the weather is beautiful in New York. Mm-hmm. It's uh, in the 70s at clear. Sun is shining. Sixth race today. Seven furlongs on the turf. And I like the number eight horse in here, Frosted Oats. A four-year-old filly from the Belmont barn. Junior Alvarado aboard to ride. Two races at Belmont on the turf with a win in a second. One for one at the distance. So you get a great setup in here. Cuts back in distance today. Number eight, Frosted Oats. Four to one on the morning line. Wins today, sixth race. Out of Belmont
2: Park. All right, Belmont Park staying on the turf. Sixth race, the eight, Frosted Oats, the eight in the sixth race. Jonathan Dardune's play at Belmont Park. And uh, you going to Sanita?
3: Sanita, race seven, six furlongs on the turf. I like the number three horse in here. Respect the code. A four-year-old Gelding from the George Papadromo barns. You think Dermasodigaki had a bad start last time out? Go watch the replay on this horse. Wow. He ran super. Three to one on the morning line, Kent DeSormo aboard to ride. It is a pick five, pick six, pick three, pick four single. Number three, respect the code. Today's seventh race at San Anita.
2: All right, seventh race at San Anita. By the way, DeSormo had a good day yesterday. I th- I think he won three races yesterday.
3: Yeah, I think
2: so, yeah, too. At uh, San Anita. Uh, and oh, so you're going to take the hot rider there, Kent DeSormo on the seventh race. The three horse, uh, respect the code. Number three, respect the code in the seventh. And by the way, John Leno came earlier with the nine in that race, so you guys have given me a, a Sirocco play. I got a Sirocco I got a Sirocco play in the seventh. The three nine nine three exacta box. You have the three, John has the nine and we'll shake it out and get some money for uh, recovering from Derby Day. That's shipping, sure. money, shipping, shipping money. Shipping money. That's right. There, that's the way to do it. All right, Jonathan, thanks a lot. We'll talk in Wednesday, Stay right?
3: You. Stay safe. Yes,
2: of course. Okay. Stay safe and be well. All thanks. right. You got it, my man. We'll be back with Rich Ang and uh, Jerry J. so don't go away.
0: Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. The Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas.
2: All righty. Back on the Kentucky Derby Wrap-Up Race Day Show, and we'll wrap up this show with uh, Rich Eng and Jerry Jackowitz. Uh, We go to Richie first. Rich, good morning.
4: Hey, good morning, Ralphie.
2: Well, what would you think of the Derby?
4: I heard the uh, comments from uh, you and from John Lindo and uh, Jonathan Hardoon, and uh, uh, you guys really uh, spun uh, uh, the correct tale of what happened out there. Congratulations to Mage, and uh, you know the horse that uh, I had backed uh, strongly, the Derma uh You know they, he, when he got off when he got off last or near last. I mean, I, I knew we were in trouble, <laughs> and uh, but he made a nice middle move to get into the race. And he was actually pretty close to mage and also angel um, uh, and umpire uh, about the eighth pole. But uh, but those two kicked on, and uh, Dermasodogaki kind of flattened out a little bit. Yeah. But he still came on for sixth. But uh, a lot of credit to the winner, mage. Uh, you know, if it wasn't for Justify, yeah. you'd be talking about him being an Apollo horse. Yep. Unraced two-year-old. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. All right.
2: Well, uh, we got to get Jerry on yet, so we'll cut right to the chase and get a, a horse for for Santa Anita. You got your San Anita selections right now at the com website. Uh, Richie, what are we doing?
4: Let's go to race number eight. I'll set up a, a Sirocco Daily Double because uh, the other two fellas are in race seven. Right. In race eight, I like, I like number four, Low Sick Blues. Uh this horse is three to one with Umberto Reese Bully riding for Steve Miotti. This horse uh, made a nice uh, had a nice trip last time out, mm-hmm. stalked the pace under uh, Juan Hernandez and got up. I think can get a very similar trip today. Let's go to twenty five win plays, two for the ROI, number four. Love Sick Blues, Harry C.
2: All right, eighth race the four Love Sick Blues. Uh, Rich Ang's play for the race day listeners. The rest you can get right now at the race website. Thanks a lot, Rich. Hey, thanks, Al. Good luck, everybody. All righty. Now we're going to wrap it up with Jerry Jackowitz and his Power Pages for both Santa Anita and Belmont Park, available right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. Uh, Jerry, you got a, a minute to just recap the derby a little for us because we will certainly elaborate with you on Wednesday about what all happened yesterday.
5: Well, we have uh, Dick Dutro, and we have Bob Baffert, and now is it Albert Delgado, the only trainers to win the Kentucky Derby in this century with only three races a lifetime. I think that's true. Yeah. And that's pretty interesting. The horse ran fantastic as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. To Phil's, uh, who I backed actually in the Risen Star and was surprised by how badly Angel of Empire beat him, really improved through the um, Jeff Ruby stakes and uh, ran a great race. And Angel of Empire seemed to run okay to me and uh, just wasn't as good.
2: Yeah, and uh, you know uh, the closers had their uh, shots because uh, the early pace was uh, pretty hot and heavy. I mean, when you get to the three quarters and ten and change, that's going to set it up for the closers. Sure. But uh, the horse that was around uh, for all those fractions and really held on at the end was Two Fills. Uh, yeah,
5: he ran a he ran a fantastic race, and uh, you know he did hold Angel of Empire at bay in the final yards. Which, considering that he was on the pace, that's really a credit to him. He yeah. Ran. Fantastic, yeah. and um, my two friends were named De are all yelling and screaming.
2: Still, <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, let's get a couple of winners uh, for the race players today. Uh, we, you get, we had a nice reverse play yesterday at Santa Anita. What are we doing today at Belmont?
5: Right, let's go to the fifth race, Ralph. Number five, mo- uh, motion to strike is dropping down uh for uh natalie lynch and this horse just loves belmont it's faster than these and if you get eight to five or better i think you're getting the best of it i'm taking the five over the two four reversing it, and then i'm coming back and betting two five five two extra the two is almost a pop out key so uh, i like those two best in the race
2: all right so you like the five over two four and reverse and another two five five two right correct all righty now we'll go to santa Anita.
5: Race number one, the two horse. <laughs> al the two-horse. al I guess? Close enough. Uh,
2: yeah, the two-horse. We'll say the two-horse.
5: <laughs> right. Uh, had some really nice back figures. Came off a little freshening from February to April. Ran really well. Came home. That was a good come-home time. I like the two an awful lot in race number one. Mm-hmm. I'll play the two over the 4-5-7. Do my reverses. 4-5-7 over the two. I think it's a great-looking key. I like the two in race number
2: one. First race at San Anita, 1 o'clock post-time. In the first race, Jerry likes the two over 4, 5, and 7, and reverse $2 ROI on the uh, two in the first race. That will give us a singleton for the early pick five today at San Anita. Don't forget, Jerry's Power Pages for all of San Anita and all of Belmont Park available uh, right now at jerryjspowerpage.com. Well, I want to just uh, personally, along with all of the uh, – hard-working people here at race day las vegas our correspondents our handicappers guests etc i want to thank the south point for doing a great job for horse players they really stepped up and it really showed up because those people came out the fans came out and played and if you treat them right and you love horse players they'll respond that's for sure so we want to thank everybody out there who uh, came to our seminar on friday night and yesterday in the big ballroom that was packed for the Kentucky Derby and uh, now we'll see if the Derby winner goes on to the Preakness but we'll talk more about that next week. In the meantime, Jerry, go ahead and say it.
3: Have a great race
4: day, everybody.